Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Toronto has experienced a dramatic drop in property prices. Is that a look as to what we should expect here in Vancouver? Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's recording of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. As mentioned right off the top, Toronto is getting absolutely hammered with their property prices to the downside, and uh, we're going to dissect what's going on there and if you should expect similar price reductions back here at home in Vancouver. Uh, but first, let's talk about what's even more talked about than real estate in the last couple of weeks or months here, and that's inflation. Uh, it's hard to get people's eyes off of real estate, but hey, when inflation is ripping at 40-year highs, of course, it's going to take the lion's share of the headlines. So on Wednesday, August 10th, the U.S. came in with their latest print, and it actually dropped. So U.S. inflation registered at 8.1% which is a drop of 0.6%, um, taking us back to about April numbers. Now, one print that drops is a little, you know, it, it's, it's not enough data to say that this is the trend, this is where it's going. That said, um, you know, is that the peak that we saw back in, in June? Maybe. Um, I think, you know, we did a podcast that you could check out a couple weeks ago entitled, Has Inflation Peaked? And, the reason we made that podcast is largely the sentiment that's out there, okay? We've seen $15 trillion in wealth evaporated largely through the stock markets and crypto, you know, basically since inflation started ripping. Housing is way down, especially in Toronto, definitely here in Vancouver too. Um, consumer sentiment uh, is way down, of course. People do not feel as wealthy as they did six months ago, right? The wealth effect is turning to the downside now. So with Money evaporated from the system to that tune of 15 trillion with people feeling less wealthy or even more poor, if you will, based on where their housing is sitting. Um, people are spending less. And if there's less money being pumped into the economy, this is going to continue inflation in its downward trend. So while one data point is not enough, we look to August the 16th, which is Canada's next announcement for their inflation. Um, and we, we truly believe that it's going to be to the downside as well. It's going to be lower than the June print. And if it is um, similar to what we're seeing in the States, this will likely mean that the next rate hike announcement from the Bank of Canada, which is coming up on September 6th, will more than likely now be uh, to the tune of 0.5%, half a percent. Whereas if inflation went higher at that last print, you know, people were really expecting a 0.75% hike. So right now, bets are leaning more towards a 0.5% interest rate hike September 6th here in Canada at the next uh, announcement. And that would be, like, well-received, I think. <laughs> and the reason I say that, um, I mean, the, the Fed has definitely said that um, they're not going to change their uh, approach when it comes to monetary policy until they see compelling data that they're headed back towards that two to three percent range. So, I mean, it's not like rate hikes are going to stop. It's just the ferocity of the rate hikes might change. Um, and the idea of a potential 
Um, softer landing becomes a little bit more probable, but again, there's a lot of variables at play to see if that pans out. With that being said, um, let's take a quick boo at mortgage rates. Uh, the five-year uh, mortgage rates have started to come down over the last few weeks, uh, both for fixed and for variable. Um, with inflation potentially going past its peak, um, we might see this trend continue. Um, with the September 6th Bank of uh, Canada rate announcement, variable mortgage rates um, will have a bit more room to move. But when it comes to actual fixed rates, it's likely that we've seen um, the top of those fixed rates, um, especially when you consider uh, bond yields dropping as well. There you go. So if you're thinking about locking into a fixed, it looks like waiting is going to be uh, the the practice that will work in your favor because we're kind of at the top right now. So Mm -hmm. this is the height for the next foreseeable little cycle here. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look here then at employment. Canadian employment is uh, very strong. So unemployment remains at the all-time low, essentially where it sat last month. So we are very, very low in unemployment. Meanwhile, job vacancies, job openings have actually increased. Um, we're just under a million jobs are currently Holy available in cow. Canada. There's <laughs> about 990,000 actively uh, displayed jobs here for people. And interestingly... The amount of unemployed people is just over a million. <laughs> so if everybody who wanted a job went and got a job, we could take care of about 99% of them today and, wow. and blow out, of course, the all-time unemployment rate. Um, question begs, though, is, of course, are these all garbage jobs? Like, are these jobs that people don't want? Or what's mm-hmm. going on? Why are there so many vacancies? And why aren't people taking them? Well, interestingly, the amount of employers that are looking for work on the skilled side far outweighs the unskilled companies looking for work. So 56%, 56, more than half of skilled trades businesses are looking for employees right now. Wow. Uh, you compare that to 42% on the unskilled side. Where's the discrepancy? likely wages. So, you know, understandably, if you've got job vacancies and they're not getting filled, you're going to have to increase the offering. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to make it more enticing for people. And predominantly that is done by their salary. So look for wage growth in the near future for those jobs that are unfilled. Very interesting. Uh, You know, everyone talks about uh, the amount of jobs, but nobody ever talks about whether or not those are jobs people want. (laughs) But to hear that, you know, 56% are skilled, that's uh, that's a that's a big number. Um, huge vacancies in healthcare, huge vacancies in tech. You know, these these are jobs that take years and years of training to uh, to get to a point of being you know a very higher highly desired employee. And I can actually speak to a couple of those points. Uh, we've got a number of our clients um, who are in the healthcare industry. Um, I, I literally have doctor clients that are flying between Vancouver and Vancouver Island daily to help service the, the demands that are taking place right now. Um, extreme uh, levels of um, demand in, in the healthcare sector. And um, like you said, Dan, in, in the tech sector as well, it's, it's tremendous. Um, anyhow, let's take a quick look um, at the Toronto real estate uh, market. Toronto is definitely feeling the housing decline the most uh, across Canada, without a doubt. Um, they also saw a 22-year low in July sales volume and are down 47% year-over-year. Um, this was most noted in the detached segment, which dropped 85%. 
to a 40-year low. That's incredible. Um, remember when everybody wanted detached homes? Yeah, you know, I was... That's completely flipped. I was just going to say, Dan, do you remember, like... I mean, I'll talk about inventory in a second here, but remember when there was, like, three weeks of inventory in Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was not long ago. I mean, yeah. that was literally earlier this year. I know. That's what kind of is blowing my mind as, as we review these stats. Um, but more so, prices are down a whopping 4% again just last month. Like, this is the largest decline in its history. Um, they are now down 13% in the HPI since the peak. And remember, the HPI is a lagging indicator. So chances are the real number is much worse than that. Uh, When you comparatively look at Vancouver, Vancouver is down 4.5% on the HPI. We also know that it's it's much higher than that here in Vancouver as well. Uh, But generally speaking, these HPI numbers are are beginning to look troubling, (laughs) to say the least. Um, And I want to talk about a particular neighborhood. Um, The township of King in Ontario, I don't know, maybe some of our our listeners saw this, the Toronto Star came out and reported they have seen nearly 50% uh, slash in their price points since the height of the market. So this particular neighborhood, Dan, homes were selling at the height for about $3.1 million. They are now selling at $1.7 million. An astonishing correction. Um, Anyhow, Moving on, so new listings came in last month at the slowest in 12 years for Toronto and 20 years for Vancouver. So sellers are, for the most part, happy to hold off for better days. And we've seen this before, Dan. We've seen, in Vancouver in particular, if sellers don't get what they want, they try again in a different market. Um, Inventory is uh, very interesting uh, when you compare the two cities as well. Um, Vancouver's inventory is really, it's only up 5% year over year, which we thought would be much higher um, considering the environment. Um, (laughs) I didn't quite think Toronto would be up near 58%, which is what it's at right now. Um, But that being said, um, the low inventory, at least in Vancouver, could protect it from some price declines um, that we've seen in Toronto with the the demand being so intense here in Vancouver. Um, but, but seeing as Toronto typically sets trends for Vancouver, this is something that we'll definitely want to watch and keep an eye on. Um, anyhow, I mean, that being said, it's, it's um, a surprise. I mean, people were looking for a buyer's market, <laughs> and here it comes, and um, yet everyone's moving to rentals. <laughs> yeah this is the thing like vancouver is here again showing how resilient the real estate market is um it was almost acting verbatim to toronto throughout the pandemic as far as sales volumes and and sales prices going up and then when the downside comes okay well toronto falls out the bottom very quickly and yet vancouver is really kind of showing again how resilient it is it 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 acts like a blue chip Mm. stock it's just consistent and the swings are are much less than some other more volatile Mm. areas so uh, again it's gonna it's gonna drop it's gonna drop further but we're not gonna see it go as far as areas like toronto i mean it's already Mm -hmm. proven that 
So Vancouver resilient. Uh, it does look like history will repeat itself, and we're going to see likely something similar to um, the global financial crisis of mm-hmm. 2009, and how quickly things recovered on the other side of that. Yes, this is a very different time than that, but uh, again, we know the levers that can be pulled here to stimulate on the other side. Um, but yeah, as, as Ryan mentioned, so people are, are a little bit scared of housing, I think, uh, in a lot of the the bigger cities here, the Torontos, the Vancouver's of Canada. Um, obviously, prices and affordability have gotten extremely bad with these new mortgage rate increases. And and then, of course, maybe people are scared to go in because they think prices are going to drop forever. Fine. So what's the alternative? You go rent or you rent longer. Um, so the demand in the rental area has just skyrocketed. I mean, we're, we're getting updates and data here. Somewhere in the tune of 20 to 25% is the increase in rental rates from just the beginning of this year. And in some areas, that's just happened in four oh months. Cow. The average condo in Vancouver, sorry, in Toronto right now, $2,800 oh a month. Cow. That's average. That, like, and that's 100%, uh, FYI, 100% interest-only payments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, at the beginning of this year, that same amount, that 2800 bucks, that would have gotten you around $750,000 in mortgage. That would have been the same payment. And 50% of that would have been going to principal mm-hmm. pay down. Just to give you a perspective. So again, the housing market in Canada is tough. It is very tough in Vancouver and Cal- and, uh, and Toronto here, excuse me, whether you are looking to rent or whether you are looking to buy. Um Toronto, it's all about bidding wars in rents now. And people are bidding 10, 15, 20% more to get in. And you have to be an A-class tenant. No pets, high-paying job, perfect credit score, all that stuff. You come in with a pet and an average job, you're going to have an even harder time getting a rental. Um, and I, I got to speak to that. Uh, I had um, one of our, our earlier guests, Keaton from Greater Vancouver, uh, tenant and property management, um, he was, uh, I, I saw him last week and he told me he's had a number of, of listings for, uh, rentals. And, um, within the first hour he had, um, people reaching out to him to say that his Calendly link had broken because they were trying to book times to see the property. And he literally had to go back to them and say, I'm sorry, it's not broken. It's full. And this was within one hour of posting. Right. So, and and to, to that, um, to that tune, those, those, uh, rentals are all being rented for higher than, than they're being advertised for too. Um, the other thing that kind of is in the back of my head right now, Dan, is I know investors uh, have, have, pull back. Um, but as we continue to see rents increase, um, as rents continue to increase, it will offset the cost of the higher interest rates, which will or could bring investors back to the marketplace. So very interesting time that we're seeing in the rental market right now. We'll see how it pans out. But generally speaking, if you're looking to rent right now, a lot of the fever and demand that came out of the sales market has moved into the rental market. So, um, Anyhow, if you want to, I, I'm thinking if you want to buy, now's yeah. your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and interesting too, and a good comment here, Ryan, in, in regards to investors, yes, as prices are getting squeezed down and rents are going up, 
as an investor, you know that means mm-hmm. cap rates are increasing. So we did just work with Keaton very recently to do a price analysis on properties from, let's call it the beginning of the year to today. And as the rental prices have gone up, and as the sales prices have gone down, we've done a spread and we posted this on our investor group. And if you haven't visited this before, uh, we have a Facebook group uh, for investors. The URL is facebook.com slash Vancouver Real Estate Investors. There's about 6,600 people in there. Please join, have a look. We share opportunities. We solve problems. We share information. It, it's a great resource for investors here in Vancouver that are looking to get more information mm-hmm. or maybe get yeah. their questions answered. So. Yeah, please check that out. Great little article cool. we just did on cap rates. Um, okay, well, let's take a look at uh, Calgary and Edmonton, the now stronghold of real estate in in uh, Canada, which um, <laughs> I find just incredible considering the last 10 years. Um, that being said, um, sales are well above the long-term averages. Above, I just said. <laughs> While active listings are 20% below last year's numbers, condo sales, um, which we think is largely driven by investors, are up by almost 50% year over year. Um, prices overall uh, are up in Calgary, uh, 12% year over year, and Edmonton, 7% year over year. Um, again, this is likely happening because of a historically low baseline, but generally speaking, the price of property is much cheaper here than it is anywhere else across the, the nation. And um, we're seeing a lot of investment taking place. There are a lot of tech companies moving in there because they can get their businesses up and off the ground and um, have a storefront and all that kind of stuff for, for a lower investment uh, versus, say, Vancouver or Toronto. So, Yeah. Yeah. Big numbers. Mm-hmm. Those condo sales are wild. It's crazy. Fifty percent higher. Is yeah. Okay. Um, quick look here, as we love to be very timely with our data. Vancouver numbers. Vancouver GBRD sales here. Uh, early August numbers, about ten days worth of data, are very much to the downside. Uh, again, inventory not moving. It's literally the same. It's maybe moved one or two units. Um, so we're still sitting around 10,500-ish. We are not crossing 11,000 again for the third month in a row. Um, but sales, incredibly slow. I mean, current pace for around 17 to 1,800 units, um, less than last month. And uh, we're going to be at least at a 10-year low <laughs> in, in sales here. Um, and prices, again, 10 days is not enough data to really obviously give you a full projection of the month. But uh, after seeing the median and average barely tick down in July, we are seeing August early data definitely to the downside, somewhere in and around 3% right away. But again, let's wait until the month washes out to really kind of give you accurate data. But the trend early is that we are seeing prices come off this month way more so than they did just yeah and you know i think some of the um articles that i've read as of yesterday seeing as the inflation print has been lower than what was expected we had a market rally um you know it was it was good news generally speaking um but i want to just impress upon people that we're not out of the woods yet Uh, and why I say that is when you actually look um, at the yield curve, so the, the, the 10-year, the Canadian 10-year government bonds, this is something that will affect mortgage rates and, and uh, commodity prices and so on and so forth. 
The year, the yield curve on the Canadian 10-year government bond has fallen 50 basis points, which is now below the two-year yield. That's the biggest inversion in Canada's yield curve since 1994 and is deeper than the current U.S. Treasury, uh, sorry, U.S. Treasury yield curve. This is important because when we look at uh, yield curve inversions, they're typically, analysts typically see them as a precursor to recessions. And depending on whether or not inflation remains persistent, you got to remember the Bank of Canada has a new policy rate of three, three and a half percent, and we're currently at two and a half percent. So to think that we might not get another 100 basis points in the near future, I think I don't. I, I, I see that still happening, and again, this is going to depend on on the stickiness of of uh, inflation. But you know, the Bank of Canada does not have a mandate to avoid a recession. It has a mandate to have stable prices and stable rates. So they are after stability, and if that means driving the country into a, a small or temporary recession. It's, it's on the table. So don't think that we're out of this yet just because we saw some, some, decent, um, some decent news on the inflation front. We have to see compelling evidence that this is coming down, and that's just not quite there yet. It's, just, it's still too, too early in terms of uh, the data. Perfect. I think that is the right place to wrap this one up. So thank you, as always, for watching and listening. Put those comments below. We love replying to everybody here and uh, and, and building this community and, and having an open discussion about uh, what's happening here with monetary policy, with real estate, with the economy, uh, largely in Canada, but of course, most importantly, here in Vancouver. Uh, let's keep growing. Please share this with one person that you think may benefit from this information, and we will see you in one week. <laughs> that wraps up this edition of the vancouver life podcast for more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads investment opportunities current market info and homes for sale you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com thanks and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about vancouver real estate